The Westman's Breviary is our gift to you during the shelter-in-place order concerning COVID-19. We offer you hope and healing as lovers and followers of Jesus Christ believing these short online liturgies will elevate your spirits and unify your homes. May God bless you richly as you endeavor to renew your mind and love your neighbor. Good morning, church. The tomb is empty. Her disappointment is real. Don't stop looking yet. Welcome to our Matins service uh, here on this Monday morning. Uh, We're looking at John chapter 20, verse 11, and it says this, But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I'll take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say, I am ascending to the Father, to your Father, to my God, and to your God. So this story is one of the post-resurrection appearances of of Jesus. And um, the the Bible tells us that early in the morning, uh, the disciples and and these women had gone down to the tomb. Um, They wanted to bring some things to it, to to anoint Jesus' body for for burial, like we would put flowers uh, around a grave. And, and as they head down to the tomb and make their way there, they get there and they find that the stone has been rolled away. Now, we know now that this was the resurrection of Jesus, but at that time, they didn't know that. So what we think of as, as rejoicing, they would have looked at as, as devastation. Now, they, they thought somebody stole the, had stolen uh, the body of Jesus. And it tells us that the disciples, and you can imagine the chaos in this moment, that the disciples all leave and they go back to where they had been staying. But for some reason, Mary stays here in this situation. And that's kind of where our story that I just read to you picks up. Mary stays right there at the tomb. She doesn't go in, but she looks in. She she almost, you can imagine her just peering in. And then she sees two angels who, who ask her where, where she is or, or where, where, what she wants, what she's doing. And she, and she says, I'm just looking for the guy that was in here. And they tell her he's risen. And then the story continues on in a, in a really dramatic way as, as Jesus is standing right behind Mary. But Mary doesn't recognize that it's him until he speaks her name. And, and I really like this story for a number of different reasons. Um, but, but, but one of them... Is, is that it's striking to me. It's, it's so interesting to me that when everyone else leaves this sad moment, this moment when they're all discouraged, when they all feel like their entire story is over, when everyone leaves, one person decides to stay right in the face of disappointment, right in the face of death, right in the place where everything went wrong. Mary stays, and because she stays, she sees angels. Because she stays, she encounters Jesus. See, I, I don't know about you, um, but I do know about me. And, and, and I'll tell you this. I do not like to stay in the places where it's hard. I don't like to sit with pain and suffering. 
I don't know a lot of people who do enjoy that. I think our tendency most of the time is we are looking to get out of of difficulty, to get out of sadness, to get out of suffering um, as, as quickly as we can. We're not waking up and thinking to ourselves, maybe I'll spend today just reflecting on the hardest moments of our life. But, but this story seems to tell us that there's something about staying. There's something about refusing to run away from the hardship. What, what Mary's story tells us is, is that you don't get resurrection without staring in the face of the thing that has died. You don't get the promise that God offers without going through the process. You, you don't get the blessings that he has for you without enduring the things that have broken in in your life. Maybe we need a little bit more of that. Maybe we need to stay in that place where it happened just a little bit longer. And Mary does that, and and then she encounters Jesus, but it tells us she doesn't even recognize who Jesus is. She doesn't know that it's him. She thinks he's a gardener, and, and he says, who are you looking for? What do you want? And, and, and Mary says, look, just, just tell me where he is. Just tell me where they put the body and I'll go get it. I don't want any trouble. I just want to know. And then Jesus speaks her name. And somehow in that moment when he says her name, she recognizes who he is. And, and, and here's what's interesting about this part of the story to me. Is that Mary has a moment where Jesus is speaking to her and she doesn't know it's him. And man, friends, there is something for us in this truth today because it is possible that there is a time in your life where you are disappointed, where you are discouraged, where you feel like you've lost hope, where you feel like your story has ended, where you feel like there's no way back to where you were and Jesus might be speaking to you in that very moment, but you don't recognize it. And in those moments when he's speaking to us, but we don't recognize that he's actually speaking to us, if we run away then, we will never actually hear his voice. We will never actually know what it is that he's trying to say to us. We'll never get the promise that comes on the other side of the pain and the process that we'd have to walk through. I mean, think about what it was like for Mary. Think about these two distinct moments in her life. There would have been one moment where if you had said to her, hit pause right now and just tell me what is going on, she would have said, Someone took Jesus' body, and this stupid gardener won't tell me anything. And then if you went one moment later and said to her, what is going on? She would have said, Jesus has risen from the dead. He is resurrected. There is hope in the middle of that, and I'm with him right now. Do you see that? Mary's entire reality changed in one moment. It, it didn't really. I mean, Jesus was with her in both places, but because she hung on, because she stayed with the story, and because she didn't run away, she got to experience the promises that God was offering to her. And this is my prayer for you. Uh, this is what I'm hoping for in my own personal life, is that we will stay, that we will stay in the places God has put us just a little bit longer. And, and then the story ends with something that, that when you first read it, feels insensitive. Uh, Mary's holding on to Jesus. She's crying. They're having this moment. And, and, and Jesus says to her, do not cling to me, but go to my brothers and tell them that I have risen. I mean, Mary's holding on to Jesus, and it almost sounds like Jesus is saying, just, just leave me alone. Like, get off me. But he's not saying that. He's saying, you know what? This isn't the end of the story. So you don't need to stay here. 
You don't need to stay in this sadness and this overwhelming emotion because there's still a mission. And the mission is you need to go tell everyone that I have risen. I love this because I love the fact that at the front end of the story, we, we, we see the scripture telling us, don't run away too quickly. Don't leave those moments that are hard too quickly because Jesus wants to speak to you and it might take some time to hear his voice. And then on the back end, we hear the message of don't stay too long either. Don't leave too quickly, but don't stay too long because once you start to experience the victory of God in your life, what he wants for you is to go bless others, go encourage others, and go tell the story of what God has done for you to other people. So today, um, may you not leave the hard places too quickly. May you believe that God is speaking to you even when you don't yet recognize his voice. And then as you experience victory, may you not stay in the sadness and in the sorrow too long because God has more for you than that.
Music finds its way into the secret places of our souls. For me, when I'm creating an environment of worship, I always begin with the, the aural atmosphere, with what I hear. Because music has a way of sneaking past my defenses. If I'm frustrated, music is so sneaky. It just gets into my spirit, past the anger, past the distraction. And if I'm hurting, music is, is like a bandage or a balm. I mean, it gets into the places where I'm exposed and, and tender. And so for me, I, this whole time during quarantine, I've, I've discovered and really begun to appreciate soaking music, which is extended, like lengthy, extended periods of instrumental worship. Usually one song played endlessly, like for three hours, for eight hours, for 10 hours, and you just put it on the background and you just, it just soaks in. And so when I'm studying, I let it soak in. And when I'm studying the scriptures, I let it soak in. When I'm thinking, when I'm, when I'm synthesizing information, when, I, when I'm working, and when I give. When you go to the website and you click on all the buttons, it just feels so frumpy, so clunky. Um, and music for me is the reminder that even the frumpy, clunky, ordinary things of life, of tapping on keys, can somehow be sacred gifts to our God. And that's what giving is. It's, it's, it's a gift. I'm not spending this money. I am giving my money. This is not an obligation, but an offering. So this week, as you give, may the Lord bless you and bless you richly as you worship Him. It all seems so bleak. The voices we hear seem strange. God is speaking now. We have to keep listening. It's His voice that leads us home. May you experience His grace and peace today.